morning. Good morning. I love this. Impromptu. It's recording. Impromptu. Let's just do it. I just Here thought... Here we are, unprepared, unplanned. I mean, are we ever prepared or planned? Never prepared. Never... Never prepared. Occasion- oh, occasionally planned. planned. Occasionally planned. Today... I was sitting here eating oatmeal. It was far too hot to get a big mouthful in. And then suddenly I thought, I started thinking through the next two days, scheduling uh-huh. wise. And I thought, uh-huh. when, when Uh-oh. are we going to be? What? When? I mean, I'm going to be on a plane to Houston tomorrow. So I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish that was what flying felt like. Like, just it that. It doesn't. Like, uh. No, this. Then, you, what's the whee! sound? What is the sound that flying feels like? It's more like, uh, or like, uh, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, by the end of the flight, it's like this. <coughs> that's that's the end of a flight. Co- coughing. Yeah, just like a dry dead. cough. Yeah. Uh, dead, dead oh. weight. I just put a cake in the refrigerator. What? I've baked a cake. I've Wait, from the new book. No. Oh. Unrelated to last week's episode. Um, <laughs> it's our neighbor's birthday today, so I baked a German chocolate cake, which is what he um, wanted. Now, what recipe did you use? Um, I used this New York Times recipe by, um, what is, Samantha Sinevarotny? Sinevarotny? <laughs> She's that's incredible. A, I she's actually my favorite. She's my favorite um, YouTube cooking person right now. Samantha, I find her delightful. Oh, I think I know who that is. She has very alluring mouth. Cooking. She used to do. She was. I think she may have passed through Bon Appetit for a moment at one point. I don't remember. Mm. Anyways, in this in this uh, recent phase mm. of transitional. I saw that Brad Leone just built some giant kind of very woodsy masculine structure on his property in Connecticut to be both food show cooking studio and giant cold storage. And um, I was impressed, but also like, uh-huh. Is he still on Bon Appetit? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not engaged with that. Yeah, me either. Right no. Um, um, but this, um, yeah, I don't know. I've never made it. I never, I, I've actually never made a tiered, a layer cake, whatever this is called. What? Jeremy. I know. Because I don't really like cake. Oh. oh. So it's not, mm-hmm. um, but it was fun. And is it a, I've is learned it a, some things. And, about uh, structure? About structure? Mainly about dividing things into thirds, actually. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Will you tell... Did you do it by weight or, like... Or, I or, attempted are about, to, and then I was like, this doesn't seem right. And are you talking about slicing the cake in thirds? How'd you do no, that? I didn't slice the cakes at all. I just stacked them up. Because oh, you made three cakes. This is a... Um, I made three cakes. It's That's a right. tall cake. That's right. Wow. It's a tall cake. It's, it's, a, it's actually... So, I also... Because it called for eight-inch uh, cake pans, mm. which I had to order... Um, I thought those were pretty standard. I think they are, but I have, I think, a nine-inch um, springform pan is the only mm. thing I have. Um. And, you know, it was I was actually quite surprised at how much smaller they were. 
Yeah. So when you were talking about your 10-inch cake. Huge. Yikes. Yikes. Um, That's wild. I'm going to have to throw a third of that 10-inch cake away. And that cake has already been through two birthday parties. Wow. I know. It's crazy. It's so much This is kind of like the perfect size cake, I would say. Okay. Um, yeah, eight inches. Classic American class. Very cute. Does not. I'm not like overwhelmed by this the scale here. Oh. Um, and our friends brought over some eggs, a dozen eggs from their chickens. So oh. that was really cute. So I made. I used those to make this cake. How many eggs it's in the cake? Sweet. Um, I think five egg yolks, mm-hmm. and three eggs. I think. And other questions, is it cocoa-based, or did you also have to melt chocolate? It's a mix, which I thought is a good sign. Yeah, I think so as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is it an oil cake, or do you cream butter and sugar? I creamed butter and sugar, uh, which was, you know, I don't have anything, so it was a lot of work, but I appreciated that. And I liked liked the the voluminess of it. It was nice. It was fun to do. Other question. Yes. Now that you, you can just order multiple cake tins, and now that you have a home with a kitchen yeah. and cabinets, you, you, you'd probably just have space to put them. There's just space to put them. It's fine. Do you have empty cabinets in your kitchen? No, but, um, you know, there's a basement, and which oh, is wow. probably where these will go, because that'll probably be like a year from now when I bake That's my dream. another cake like this. To have like a a well-insulated basement, dry, but maybe not. I don't need it to be finished out. That doesn't, I don't, I don't need that. But I want it to be kind of like, um, a really, a really good storage facility. You know, like the kind (laughs) that's like a little bit temperature controlled. Not quite like where Carrie was keeping all her stuff on and just like that. Which was, in fact, a warehouse. Which is coming back for Pride. (laughs) Very excited. Thank you. Thank you, the gay gods. Something to do while I'm up at Bard. Um, Oh, yeah. mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, our basement is not um, at all under control. So, I mean, mean, when it rains... It rains into the basement, so. But it's okay. It's okay. Wait, it funny. dries out, which is the important thing. Mm. It does. Water comes in. Water goes out. Where would it go? So that's that. Um, when it goes out, is it just like absorbing into cracks or something? Kind of. I mean, we do have a pump as well, have, but um, but have it the also home inspectors kind of, basically said like that's okay. That's how basements work. Basically. I don't know, Jeremy. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, <laughs> n- nowadays, you know, when you're building a house now, you can you don't want avoid that. that. But, oh. but I don't want basements were not were not meant. Actually, our basement was built with a uh, oh, what is the, what do they call it? But basically, like a section of our basement was is there to hold water. Wow, I mean, like, that really, was, like, really a long source. time ago, Jeremy. People were putting years ago. their like. Their garlic and their onions and their potatoes in the basement. Absolutely. And I'm sure they did not want those getting wet. Well, sure, but you just use. You just put them up off the stuff. floor. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah, and okay. the key. I think the 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 main thing is that this basement does not stay wet. So like uh-huh. water will come in and then it will go away. When I was so in it Idaho, it feels very dry. 
when I was in Idaho, I was cooking something and I said, oh, I need more garlic. And my, my uncle's wife, Sandy. Now, what does that make her? My, like. Uncle's co- wife. Cousin, uh, yeah. cousin once kind removed. Of, wait, or? your uncle's wife. No, it's your, I would, it's a kind of aunt. Sure. My aunt Sandy. Yeah. So my aunt Sandy was like, oh, Mish, family friend, you know, she put put a huge basket of garlic down in the basement that she harvested from her garden, you know, so last, last summer. Or, and I was like, okay. I go down there, talk about a dry basement. The garlic was just husks. Yeah, flakes. It was gone. I mean, no moisture. It's just powders. It was garlic powder. <laughs> garlic powder and skins. Oh my God. I was talking to Paige about garlic powder because I... I did not grow up with garlic. What? I I don't know when I first saw garlic, but it was not in my house as a child. So That's garlic powder odd. was garlic. Was there a vegetable garden at the house? No, 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 no. Wow. So it's just beef. Just, or rather, Speaking just chickens. Speaking of Mother's it. Day, did you have a nice Mother's Day? Um, it was complicated. Yeah, mm. sounds right. Did you well, engage I, with your mother? I did. Did you go out there? No. So uh-huh. I went to... Oh, I went to the final performance of Dancing that day. Congratulations. Thank you. And it was a lot of, like, huge feelings flying around the theater. And sure, they did, sure. They did an amazing performance, I have to say. It's like... Yeah, they, that's a they, great... Yeah, they danced it like it was their last time, and it because yeah. it was, and it was really sensational. And Wayne got up on stage and made like a really sad, sad speech, and got very verklempt talking about the dancers as he always does, which is always very mm-hmm. kind of like meaningful. And we went and circled on the stage, at, you know, the creative team and the, the all the people, wardrobe people, stage people. And the producer and and Wayne spoke and Nicole Fossey spoke and she said something like very wise, which is that like, you know, she realizes everyone's feeling bummed out. The dancers are just like so sad. But she said what's what's kind of amazing is that one's sorrow is like a direct reflection of love. So like the amount that you feel sad is the amount that you loved the thing. And that's really beautiful to like, think like how much you loved this project. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and then that, or how much you wanted to be famous. (laughs) (laughs) And so then, no, you don't get to be famous. Not today. Nope. Or at least not tomorrow. Nope. But maybe but someday. Look, some of them already so have new jobs. And we yellow love that. brick road. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And so, when I went, my friend Tess was having a birthday gathering at Stuart Singer's house. And um, I got on the train. And I went there, and they made a delicious bolognese over bucatini and salad. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. it was all very Maggie Cloud was there, other friends. Gorgeous. Love it. Um, I got a phone call from my mom around 10 p.m. I had already talked to her earlier in the day. Uh-huh. But I got a call from my mom around 10 because my uncle had passed away. Oh, no. So Mother's Day so turned sorry. out to be all kinds of things. A lot of sorrow. Yeah. And, you know, my mother and I were very 
um, we we had we felt very lucky that we had yeah decided to go visit him when we did. This is only like a couple of weeks ago. It was like exactly two weeks. Wow. It was yeah less than two weeks from when we had left Idaho and. So the timing worked out really perfectly and he was actually having very good days when we were there and mm-hmm. feeling like optimistic and grateful and after we left apparently it just became like a total living hell which then of course ended in death which is for the best in these situations where like the body does not want to live anymore. So yeah. my mom was very sad and yeah, is very there tricky Mother's Day. A funeral plan? No, we don't like, do that kind of stuff in our family. Uh, yeah, I kind of felt like maybe that was the answer. No, like we that do trip like was the trip. you know burn up the body and then you know scatter the ashes where they'd like to be scattered. Uh huh. Practical. Yeah, a funeral <laughs> is just a... dispose of the body. Yeah, my mother did not marry my father. Her siblings and mother, etc., did not have funerals. <clears throat> I do not come from a family of that kind of ceremony. Oh. Um, but yes, Uncle Randy has passed, and you know he lived a very. He lived a really like rich and creative life, and he, he got to travel the world with rock bands, and he then became like an expert stone builder and built all these beautiful wall structures around the country. And then he made this like funky hotel in the middle of nowhere in Arizona in the desert where you can go to this motel and like have a lovely kind of stay in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Love that. Is it in the middle of the desert or what kind of landscape? It's literally in the middle of like dry weeds desert. Gorge. Yeah, it's amazing. And I'm, you know, luckily my mom and I also got to do a trip and stay there at some point and see, like, his accomplishments. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. But what's interesting about this, like, journey through death via my uncle is that, like, I didn't know him terribly well. He's always been, like, a, a positive presence, like, when I've been near him Mm -hmm. and... Um, seeing how my mom has had to deal with her, like, younger brother dying has been very interesting. Mm. And also, like, pointed toward, you know, that generation of people's kind of imminent departure. Because, like, there won't be much time left. And that's, um, that's sad. Really sad. It's really sad. Yeah. And I just was thinking about how, like, we all love my mom and how mm-hmm. that will be, like, kind of a great loss for, well, for me, but for a lot of people. Yeah, she's Anyways, best not to think about it. She's living. She's here with us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, go visit her for Mother's Day. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I called uh, my mother and I thought one minute in, I thought, is this conversation over yet? Oh, okay. my God. I'll talk to you in a year. Goodbye. Oh, well, it's very kind of you. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, it's kind of you to call. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess it. Yes. Yes. It is. Um. But. Yeah. I mean, look. 
it's a really tricky thing to have children and try to figure out how to like do it correctly Absolutely. or like I would never do it. And so. basically what people do is what their parents did. And that's yeah. bizarre because you, you're not in that time anymore. Yeah. Time presses on, things change. So. Well, I think that gives, that gives me a little bit of confidence that if I were to come into having a child for some absolutely crazy reason, um, I could do a decent job because I think my mom has my mom did a good job I mean she has two sons who like who are generally happy and work and find some joy in their lives so that's that's a huge accomplishment for a parent yeah 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 Uh. I think I mean I think that like also like not being so tied to what you think how you think things are supposed to go and kind of just being open to like whatever your children sort of gravitate towards mm-hmm. it's like a big big thing so you have to let them be come yeah. who they want you know who they are yeah and you know neither my brother nor I became our mother um no no, no. certainly no well you I mean, you, you more so certainly me, sir, yeah me more so <laughs> My brother could not have strayed further from from her path. Yeah, your brother, it does seem like a bit of a reaction to your mother of, like, moving yeah. towards more traditional. Yeah, life. but what a, that's a great, what a nice reaction, right? To move towards family, stability, money, structure, good things. Yeah, yeah. No? Yeah. Um... I haven't figured out a couple of those things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just moved into small town, small town life, baking a cake for my you're, neighbor. You're becoming your family. No, this has no. not. This is not no resemblance to my family. I see, because it's not a poopy chicken farm. Yeah. Also, like interpersonal relationships with people. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like it's just because no. there's warmth and joy, and that did, that was not present for you. That's right. But so, was your mom was yeah. your mom ever baking a cake? Uh, you know, my mom would bake cakes. Duncan Hines from like a box. Yeah, I, yeah. I believe so. But and the other question yeah. is, on the phone with your mother the other day, mm-hmm. um, what did it sound like she was up to? Well, she was uh, describing every broom and how she was cleaning it out. <laughs> And how she was pulling up these plants to, and just going to pave over it. So wow. She to deal with it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. This all adds up. I hear well, you. Just get rid one of, of everything. One of my mother's great contributions to this sort of overarching concept of not having to deal with grass and plants <laughs> is to lay down beautiful white stone gravel all over Uh your yard uh because then you feel like you're at like the Tuileries in Paris you know like it feels like a Parisian park yeah and yet it's just your it's just your yard and then you you also get the delightful sound from when the dog is prancing out in the Mm -hmm. yard it's like little yeah it's nice little gems falling but this is this is a person who insisted on cutting the grass of like five acres of land 
Oh. You know? So I'm a wow. little like, okay. It's just about control. It's not, there's like not, it's a control thing. That's a really big lawn. Yeah. That's, I've, I've been, I've been cutting our grass and it's, I've always, I always actually liked cutting the grass. So, cause it, mm. it felt like some relationship to beauty, but, mm. um, yeah. Wow. No, 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 no garden, for sure. Anyway, mm. um, what else is going on? Did you go to the ballet? Did you? I went. Yes, I did. On Saturday <clears throat> afternoon, did again. I went to see the program with the new Christopher Wheeldon dance, and the new Elisa Pyers dance, and an older Justin Peck dance called The Times Are Racing to Dan Deacon music with the opening ceremony costumes, um, which was really fun. I hadn't seen that piece in a long time, and I uh, I found it really rousing. Like, the music is really... <clears throat> um, I mean, I generally don't love loud sounds. It's very loud. It's recorded. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of, like, shakes the theater, which is feels unusual in, in yeah. that container and the dancers just feel really like into it and together and um yeah it's like a successfully designed piece it's really it's really good I had a great time um Christopher's new piece is to Schoenberg's for Klartenacht and it it uses these paintings by this painter whose name I don't know, she's living, and Christopher asked to collaborate with her. And she's from Alaska, I guess, and she does these sort of abstract movement scapes of color. They're very beautiful. And there was a front scrim and a back painting that could be lit from, like, maybe behind or... I'm not sure. But you watch part of the dance through one painting and in sort of on to the next one. And then the scrim goes away. It was actually, it was also like very, the space was like very beautifully designed and the paint and the costumes looked great. There were these sort of like modeled dip dyed unitards with like ruched mesh. And, um, it was unisex, which I, you know, I approve that message. And, Mm -hmm. um, at one point, I mean, everyone's essentially in the same costume and then, Sarah Mearns changes costumes towards the end of the dance and comes out in this ravishing kind of color combination of like palest lavender that bleeds into gray and blue and then into red and black. It's very beautiful. Mm. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I th- something about that piece um, brought me into like the vastness of that that stage space more than other Christopher Wheeldon dances in the past. I thought this is, it was very much like a mood more than a dance. Like I don't remember Mm. a lot of what happened, Uh but I remember like the feeling of it. That's nice. And I feel like that was the intention in a way because Christopher was responding to these paintings, which are definitely like very feeling paintings. Have you ever been to Alaska? Never. Have you? I think it would be nice to go. I do too. 
I do too. I think you could really find some quiet and kind of the majesty Gorgeous. of yeah. the earth up in Alaska. And the Northern Lights, which, you know, I'd really love to see. Well, let's do it. All right, I'm ready. Ready. Start, <laughs> starting in July, I'm ready. Um, okay, then the Elisa Pyers dance was after Chris's piece. And um, I can't say I liked it, but I will say some positive things about it. Okay? Great. Let's hear them. She is very deft in this kind of like um no I'm I mean I'm trying to think of the right language but she's she's very skillful at like uh composing large groups of bodies mm. and having them sort of become a mechanism or do something really you know, um, organic, but like as a group uh-huh. and she very successfully does that m- at many points in the dance. And yet I don't know who she is at all as mm. a choreographer. I have no sense via her, the like physical vernacular of the piece, uh-huh. like where she comes from, where she's going. I have literally no idea. I just, it just feels like these kind of like contemporary ballet tropes that come that are nothing to me. They're nothing yeah. to me. Do you and know anything from, from outside of the, do you know anything about her? Yeah, she's Canadian and she's been very diligent in her presence at the Choreographic Institute mm. um, for many years in New York. And this is her first like main stage commission for the New York City Ballet. She's had commissions at the National Ballet of Canada, which is an institution that has helped cultivate her practice. Um, uh, I don't. She doesn't. I don't think she comes from ballet. Um, okay. I think again, unclear exactly like what schools of thought What's she's emerged on? from yeah. because like it's not specific, and I think that's really where I struggle with the work. I do not. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it is. It doesn't feel like it much. And well, I was curious where maybe the skill from of like being able cuz one doesn't It's not I, easy to get a lot of people in a room and do stuff with them in terms of yeah. building experience. So Well, I think her time but it sounds like she's had. Yeah. yeah, her choreographic institute time I think has facilitated that. I think she's also really like smart and organized and that mm-hmm. that much feels clear and it seems like the dancers respect her because they were very like present in the Um. in the work and um I did not care for the music and I did not care unfortunately and I always like to give costume designers the benefit of my kind of thoughtful critique but Mm -hmm. I didn't this wasn't these weren't for me I will say Mm -hmm. um that's all it yeah I can see the skill and I also it wasn't for me it wasn't for me yeah um Anyways, that was New York City Ballet. I saw Emily Wexler perform at CPR. And, you know, Emily, friend of the podcast, Emily is a person who's so dynamic and full of so many stories and is able to, like, bring those life stories into the performance space. And it is always, like, that quality 
of Emily that I find to be, like, the most exciting. Mm. I want for one day... Emily, I'm sure you're listening. I want there to... Oh, I My desire for that piece was that there would be a microphone somewhere in the space that you could just go to and tell stories at times. <laughs> that was your fantasy? Yeah. It? yeah. Because I realize that dance is, like, this thing that communicates messages without language but I also just love 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 hearing Emily talk and Mm -hmm. I think audiences need to need to hear Emily that's what I want anyways um and it was this like wonderful gathering of like all these people we know and love in at CPR yeah and then fun story yesterday I finished up a costume for fellow MFA UArts friend, Jason Vu, and I was passing it off to Jesse Zaret, who works at UArts, who's driving there Uh today. And we met in front of the new museum and then walked across the street and had coffee at that, like, plant and coffee store. And then Niall was meeting Jesse, and they were going to go on a boyfriend's date to the new museum, but instead (laughs) we we just sat and had a really long coffee uh, date. Uh, See, this is, this is, this is what, this, this is, this is New York. This is New York. Well, this is also the point of art sort of is, this is what I've been finding. I'm like, let's pretend we're going to go look at art and then just hang out. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I go look at art by Which myself. Which is what I've always like complained. It's like people are basically just going to see shows. It's like, a way to hang out. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really just going to dinner afterwards. Yeah. So That's the beauty of it. Yeah. It's, Jennifer Lafferty said it to me. She said, this is how we socialize. You know? By going to a show and then hanging yeah. out. This is, yeah. like, how we gather. Like, Cause yeah, I'm I'm a, sure. And I'm a little, like, well, what if we just hung out? <laughs> also that. Uh, but I look, but it's a way of supporting our community and coming together and like having a nice meal. But yeah, 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 yeah. I no, I think I think I think doing those things together is good. Yeah, um, and in New York, no one has time. You have to multitask. Um, yeah. Wait, also, was, like getting there's yeah, there's too much. There's too much. Yeah. So it's sort of like you can only accidentally have like a nice time together. Totally. If you're getting on the train, if you're getting on the train to go to a thing, you have to make the most of it. Because then, you know. The other thing I asked Jennifer, I said, Jennifer, do you think that, like, we're going to be still doing this when we're very, very old? And she was like, probably. We are. We are very old. (laughs) 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 I wrote an email about something today that I was like, am I old? Yeah. Ish. No, you're in your 30s. Just barely. Um, mm. Yeah, no, 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 no. Obviously, we're looking forward to getting much, much older. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, it I was ha- this like emerging artist thing. And I was like, I don't, is, was this meant for me or was this not meant for me? I think you've emerged somehow. You're like covered in dust. I know. I was like, why did you send me this email? Because I think I'm old. (laughs) I guess like as a filmmaker, you're emerging. You're emerging. Well, I'm like, I still, 
am in the fact that I'm interested in doing this, I think means that I'm still emerging. You're emerging. Um, but uh, my body says old. <laughs> mm. Um. Oh, these bodies. Anyway. Um. What else do I have to tell you? Did you finish Dead Ringers? No, I haven't watched wow. any more of it. This is intense. I know. It's like a bit like. I don't want it to end. Have you been watch? Are you caught up with Secession? I am. Yeah, me too. I don't um, want to watch. I'm those really looking anymore. forward to it being over. Yeah. Me too. I hate them, and I. It's also like so, just so depressing. Yeah, and I, I never, I honestly like most of the time don't understand what's going on on that show because I don't pay attention very deeply. Uh-huh. Um, oh no. I know Can what's you... going on. I watch the shows. Um, <laughs> wait, I have to, my mom is calling. I'm sending her to voicemail. Um, I call, I declined her call. <laughs> Here, well, there you go. Priorities. Priorities. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, everyone. I'll call her back, everybody. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. call her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't know I was in the middle of work. <laughs> Working, working. Um, um, yeah, succession. well, you're barely watching I it. I hate those people. I hate them. Yeah, I think we've been, like, swung around so much that it's kind of like, okay, this is just what it is. And, um, yeah, we're going to watch it end, which is such a relief. We're all, yeah. and it sounds like everyone on that show is also glad it's ending. And yeah. So it's good. It's good. I, it's I read a little byline for an article about the actor who plays Connor. Uh-huh. And essentially it was going to be a story about, like, the end of succession and, like, what his character has meant to the show and, like, how, like, hysterical the writing for his character has been regarding all of his sort of peculiarities and particularness about, like, food. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also said... <clears throat> that he has his whole career as an actor has been this reaction to having played that character in Ferris Bueller's Fierce Day Bueller. Off. Yeah. And that he really didn't work after that, even wow. though like it was just such a huge hit. Iconic. And he, he yeah. it's like I mean he he has a face that you would forever recognize because of that one movie. And I cannot say that I've yeah. ever seen him in another film. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also just realized. That that's or him. Or remembered that that was him. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he, he does feel very familiar. But you're also like. Who are you? What? Yeah, he's just so what? famous from Ferris Bueller's Day Off without ever that's having really, really worked. And it got just even reading that first paragraph made me so sad. I was like. Oh my god. I just thought yeah. about like watching, like returning to watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off and to see, even though he plays this kind of like depressed, like sad mm. character, like I- I'm sure watching it now, I'd be like, wow, he's so cute and so like young and beautiful, and, and that would make me sad. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Acting is hard. That's yeah. a tricky business. Um, 
Anyways, he was terrific Yikes. in Ferris Bueller, and he's terrific on this show. He's terrific. Everyone's really tremendous. I, I have watched the, like, after show, whatever, little things uh-huh. about the episodes. Everyone's British. Yeah, it's so fun to, like, then see them with their British accents. That's quite, quite impressive. Um, what else? That's it. I'm eating just my like that. cold oatmeal, which was scalding hot when I know, started the podcast. It's 11.14. One of my staple um, podcasts, Bitch Sesh, is now going off of conventional iPod, I, what are they called? Podcast platforms. And they're going to okay. be sub- subscriber only. Well, and, and And they were like very thoughtful in explaining why. Because... You know, they were like, we don't want to, like, have our... Because they're actually a popular podcast, and they're like, so much of, like, what we do is just ad revenue that goes to these huge corporations, and, like, we don't see any of it. So they were like, uh-huh. we we want to, like, work in a way where we feel rewarded for the work that we're doing. So we're moving over to subscriber only. And I was like, that's gorgeous. And will I continue on with you? I don't know yet. Yeah, I'm... Uh, curious how that's gonna go for them. I'm sure I'll be fine. They have like, I, their fan base is powerful. I mean, they have like live gatherings of the bitch sesh folk, um, that you know to do like live performances, and they're very yeah. Well, popular. it's like Ask Rana. They do all those things, mm. which I still think are aren't real, but I'm sure they are. But I like thinking that it's, like, all just part of the show. It's, like, mm-hmm. like a joke of, like, all these other things. Um, yeah. If you just, if you want to get paid to just talk to your friends, you got to find some other way to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> than having a podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you have a subscription plan. That's, that's the way it is. And that's the way it is. Um, oh, I love, you know, Dead Ringers, that first episode ends with a Celine Dion song. Which one? Um, what song is it? To, you know, it's something of like two or double or I don't know what song it is though. Mm. Can't can't remember, but... Oh. That was a, a small joy as well. I hear that the movie Book Club 2 is full of these, like, covers of 80s songs or 90s songs or something. I I was invited oh, with Tess as part of her birthday celebration on Monday to go see Book Club 2 followed by Dinner at Dimes, but I couldn't swing the movie, so I only just went to the dinner. But at the dinner... Well, everyone knows that's the point anyway. Yeah. I asked for a full recap of the movie, and I got an incredible oration from a group of people about this film I learned a lot and it sounds truly awful and wonderful <laughs> <laughs> awfully wonderful um it sounds so bad and, and oh I what s- day is it it's Wednesday maybe I'll go see Bo is Afraid tonight oh my god oh no I have to go to this birthday thing it's cake I'm scared for you to see that movie okay I'm really excited to see it wow I, I told you I saw it I told we'll you. Just, yes, yes. And that, yeah, I need to see it. There was possibly going to be like a, a, a private screening, so 
but I'm not um, going to hold my breath on that. I'm just going to go, go um, do it. Why is Parker upstate right now? Um, well, she is, but that's sort of unrelated. Oh. Um, yeah. Is school over for Jack yet? It's almost over. Yeah. Very close. We're, we're almost close. to June. We're almost to June. Yeah, and the the K through twelve school is gonna be over soon and um we learned that there are only five hundred students that go to this school. Is that like even true? Did he say three hundred? No, I, that seems crazy. No, I think it was three hundred less than some at some other point, oh. whatever that means. But my boarding it's like high 20 school twenty had... seniors. What? Seems um Oh, because it's K through twelve. K through twelve. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I went to really Crazy. tiny schools, so it sounds sort of normal. I mean my 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 middle school grades well, five through, Well boy choir school had anywhere between sixty five and eighty students. Total. Total. Yeah, between <clears throat> four grades. And then okay. Interlochen High School had four hundred people. Yeah, that's a hundred people, though. Well, that's a four-year thing. The interesting, yeah, the interesting about Interlochen is that the freshman class generally has about twenty people, and then from going uh-huh. each right. year, like they people like Jack, right? Then oh, Jack shows right. up for for senior year, you know, and mm-hmm. then suddenly the senior class has two hundred and fifty people. Uh huh. That was the size of my high school class, like two fifty. Wow. Wow. Which was, you know pulling in people from like within like a hundred miles <laughs> uh, oh my not a hundred miles but you have to take yeah, a helicopter crazy. to school yeah um wow and wow. drive 30 minutes have you ever been in a helicopter i have you in have Switzerland. oh my I, well, that is something going down was i really thought i was gonna vomit and then I got to the hotel and I did vomit, um, but yikes. But you were over the Alps in a helicopter? Yeah. Well, we did that photo shoot on like a mountain. We I took helicopters that. to get really up there. Really beautiful. For a photo shoot. Who knows how much that cost? Well, they don't do it like that anymore. Um, I know. We had one of those, unfortunately, for Danson, which was a green screen film shoot, which was a day that must have cost... Tens of fifty thousand um, dollars, and and please tell me if you could if you noticed it in the show. I <laughs> I know money mismanaged, but there you have it. We have to move through the process. It's well, hard. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to try things, and they tried. Things. They tried things. Well, what's what the I I I is that like. They tried things and still ended up with those visuals. Okay. It's a little confusing <laughs> to me. And like, I honestly, I think that the idea of using like actual footage was sort of been exciting, as opposed yeah. to like CGI books or whatever. Yeah, CGI books. But, CGI books. Okay. <laughs> next time we'll get them. Next time. We'll get them next time. Next time I yeah. work on Broadway, it'll be Wicked 2. Wow. Wow. Get it. Get it. Yes. Disney. Also, you gotta I'm get on excited. that Disney list. Really. I'm very excited for the Little Mermaid movie. When is that set to drop? 
I think soon. I think in June. Great. Yeah, Summer and then blockbusters. There's something else. Oh, I'm excited for the second season of Foundation on Apple TV. I don't think I watched that. It's weird. It's Isaac Asimov stuff, so it's very, like, speculative, like, future spiritual weirdness. I think I kind um, of watched a little bit of that. I, I also started a sci-fi show on maybe Apple TV called, like... <laughs> oh, goodness me, I can't remember. But... <laughs> It's about oh Silo. It's called Silo, and like Earth oh, is be- Earth has yeah. become poisoned, and Rebecca Ferguson and all these other famous actors live underground, and um, there's some mystery around. There's a conspiracy, like basically the powers that be have made it so that the people think that outside is poison, but it is in fact not. Uh huh. Uh huh. So we're waiting to get to the bottom of it. We're waiting to get to the bottom of it. Rashida Jones absolutely passed away in episode one. So you're thinking, wow, these are some heavy hitters that are just going to die straight away. Yeah. Wow. We've been watching a lot of OG Dynasty. Oh my God. I think it's on Amazon. I love that. These plots are so crazy. Like Steven, who's gay, like just ends up marrying this woman. There's a gay on like Dynasty. It's crazy. Yeah, I think it was like the first one of the first gays. What? How do you know he's gay? It was a whole plot thing. Does he have a boyfriend? Huh? Wow. Yeah. And the father is not having it, but all the women are like, "We love you, Stephen." Well, I mean, stems yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, and then he has this child because he's married. To Heather Locklear. Ugh, she would marry a gay. And she she's would. really evil. And, um, Is yeah, her and she's name like, Alexis? I'm gonna go to, she's like, I'm gonna go to, no, that's, that's John Connor. Oh, okay. She goes, she's like, you can have this baby. I'm gonna go to New York and be a dancer. It's uh, uh, really good. <clears throat> this must be really good for Jack's mental health. But people are like, poisoning the paint on walls and it's you know it's nuts it's so wow. crazy wow wow it's pretty fun how do you where it where is it i think it's on amazon 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 all right well i haven't been that interested in television lately but i'll get into it uh, the other day i watched honey jubu do one of her <laughs> like these are all the foods i eat in a day but Oh, uh, it was no. clearly clearly a promotion for this like weird contraption that you put on your table to do like shabu shabu where like it's a okay. huge kind of like baking dish that's like three inches deep but it heats from underneath so you can boil soup in it on the table and everyone can sort of like chopstick some like weird squid out of it when it's dinner time and uh-huh. it really like one of the soups she made really scared me. Really, really scared me. Yeah. I have, like, that makes me, like, have a lot of respect for Honey Jubu when she does scary food. Because I think, wow, you are brave. You are brave. When she's, like, slapping squid around in her kitchen to, like, I'm like, wow, you're, like, connected to the the food chain. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She's the number one predator. Yeah, she's an actual full predator. And she is, like, connected to Rami. You know, she's like, I know uh-huh. where this uh-huh. came from. I know how to handle it. I'm like, you better it's work. Yeah. She yeah. does an Ikea haul where she like 
uh-huh. organizes her pantry because she just moved home. So Have now you been? She has... You went to IKEA not that long ago. Yeah. Is there anything worth checking out at IKEA these days? God, it's really the What's same. What's going on? They had it's a, the, the same. The thing that I got that I only bought one thing. I bought perler beads. Those little right. The things right. that you iron. You know, um, when they stick together, that's like game you played as a child. I don't know yeah, if you played, totally. but no, I didn't, um, I didn't, I was vaguely familiar with those. Yeah. So I picked up those and then I, of course, throughout the tech of dancing famously, my mornings, I would spend an hour to an hour and a half, um, using tweezers to organize the colored beads into their respective containers. Because uh-huh. the, the container of perler beads that you get from Ikea is just this huge mixed. tub of mi- mixed colors. Mm-hmm. So I did, in fact, do color separation as a meditation to get through dancing. <laughs> so that's what Ikea has to offer these days. Yeah, if you want to, like, numb your mind, go pick up some perler beads and devise some kind of organization method. I have this um, great... Uh, chair from like a vintage ikea chair uh it's like a kind of what is it it's like a lawn chair i mean it's Uh it's all metal but it's it's so good the only reason i have it is i bought as i bought it for a photo shoot it was like 250 dollars or something i'm sure it was originally like 10 dollars from ikea and i'm like can you bring this back bring this design back they're so good so I'm, i'm i'm and I want that. I, I think want IKEA should definitely back. launch a like a vintage <clears throat> a vintage collection, right? And yes, they can it can so be a part of some like anniversary. And be, honestly, when you go back and look at those really old IKEA catalogs, you're like, you better work. Yeah, I mean, and still, it's just like we need to return to to some old things that were so good, and I'm sure so cheap to produce. IKEA. I know people, like, Ikea gets a lot of hate, and I've heard some incredible jokes about Ikea. Like, truly some of the jokes that have made me laugh the hardest in my life. (laughs) But for all the joking you do about Ikea, they produce, like, good-looking products that you can have in your home at an affordable price because you build it yourself. And it's not about Mm -hmm. it being, like... Look, I'm sure they make an impact, like an, like some kind of like pollution impact on the world. I actually don't know the stats, but... Um, well, I'm sure. Yeah. They're but anyways, stuff, I, so I think I, I, like, I, I like Ikea. All this to say, I have it in my house. I like Ikea. Yeah, me too. I don't want to have as much I- Ikea as I have, but I also want... I think Ikea's... This is our ad for this week. It's I thought you were going to say, I have a lot of Ikea in my house. I'd like to have less Ikea, but I'd, al- I, but I'd also like to have more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I also love, I love going to Ikea when I don't need anything. Oh, and well, then that's... just looking at like, for like those gems that are like, oh, this is like a great fork Watering or something. Can. Yeah, totally. absolutely. That's exactly what I like. A accidentally my, chic lamp. It's like yeah. yes. My last couple of trips to IKEA to IKEA have been to socialize with Russell. Like we're like, yes. do you want to have lunch at IKEA? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So nice. What a pleasure. Um. There was this one mm-hmm. joke. The one joke I'll I'll tell that I heard. Oh yeah, great. On um, seat treatment many years ago about IKEA. I wish I knew the actual the like 
phrasing of it, but the joke oh, was no. like, <clears throat> I know, here we go, I'm going to ruin it. <laughs> um, that, like, there's a, there's some, like, Brooklyn trope about, like, a gay being trapped under an Ikea cabinet that's fallen down in their apartment. And it, the way it was told was just so brilliant, but I was like, that's correct. Like, the trapped gay under the, like, disintegrated Ikea cupboard. Right. Well, that could happen to you at any moment. It almost did happen to me, as yeah. as we all know. Well, now it's now it's less of a likely scenario. Cause you're oh, it won't up. happen. Now it definitely won't happen. I'm working with steel here. You know, I'm working well, with steel. Well, I do steel. feel like those walls could just come down on you, too. Just oh, no, this whole like apartment, apartment could literally... Situation. This apartment could fall downstairs. <laughs> like, my the rake, the angle at which my kitchen exists, like... Yeah, if you're a, standing at the door, you're three inches taller than you were one second ago. You know? It's amazing. Dynamic. It's a very dynamic space. Oh, I got scared. My iPad died, but it didn't, but it didn't, but it didn't, but it didn't. Okay, before it does, we should go. We should um, Thank go. you, Ikea, for for uh, sponsoring us in this episode. We're sponsoring our lives, uh, quite frankly. Ikea.com slash US or something. Definitely like US if you want to see other products. <laughs> Ikea.com slash Sweden. <laughs> Um, yeah. anyways, we absolutely loves you. Thank you for joining absolutely. us for this surprisingly thoughtful, funny, sad, <laughs> and wonderful morning. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful. Happy and belated we'll Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Memorial Day. Happy, uh, 4th of July. Um, yeah. Get ready for the, the holidays. Have a good, good flight. Thank you. I hope it's really fun. Thank you. I hope and there's talk to movies. You okay, we love you. We love you. Goodbye. What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff?